What up, doe everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Daily Upside. I'm your host, Keenan Rivals, bringing you sports cards news every day. If this is your first time to this channel, then again, welcome. Here we talk about the sports cards market, NBA Top Shot, just all thing investing, and that has to do with sports. My goal with this channel, at least this segment, is to give you a market recap every morning. Every morning you wake up, I want you to kind of hear about what's going on in the market. The world's opening back up. People are headed back to work. Things are, I don't want to say getting back to normal, but you know, we're getting better. So I know a lot of you won't have that much time to sit in front of your computer. I know a lot of you won't have that much time to go through all the data. So if you haven't already, be sure to like, subscribe, all that good stuff, because I'm going to be doing that for you. At least I'll be trying my best. If you haven't already, also shoot me a follow on Instagram, same name, High Upside Show. There, I'm just posting different plays. I'm asking questions. I'm getting people engaged. I think it's a great, great platform to just tap into. Always good to follow you guys as well. So let me know you're from the channel. Comment, hand from YouTube. I'll shoot you a follow back. Same thing on Twitter. That's where I post things in real time. You'll find me live tweeting sports games, talking about different plays, and sharing some articles. I have an article coming out today. So definitely believe that it'll be on Twitter. So also shoot me a follow over there. Today's episode, we kind of have a lot to talk about. I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but definitely going to be diving into NBA Top Shot as well as the sports cards market. Um, One thing I want to talk about first is jumping into some NBA news. I was checking out The Athletic and they went ahead and released their like 2021 All-Star predictions. And it's a really in-depth article. Uh, Definitely recommend everybody go read it when you get the chance. As always, I'll leave the link in the description so you guys can go check that out. But yeah, they went through the East and the West. So they they selected 12 guys who they thought would make the All-Star game. And then they went in depth and, you know, gave you a few more bonus guys. Obviously, we're early. So these predictions are, are, are super, super early. So they wanted to make sure they included everybody. And again, they just gave an awesome write-up. One of the things that, that really shocked me that I never really thought about was James Harden coming to the East. You know, he might take that point guard position from Trey Young. One of my main reasons of investing in Trey Young was because I just thought he was a for sure Eastern point guard all-star like every year. It just looked like a shoe in. And, and now that's not looking so guaranteed. In fact, the athletic doesn't even have Trey Young making the all-star game, which is, uh, you know, crazy. Obviously, it's still early. But yeah, between Bradley Beal, you know, Kyrie Irving, uh, 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 Jalen Brown, James Harden, it, it's guard heavy down there. So super, super interesting. So again, these type of articles you definitely want to read because they kind of give you a the idea of what's going on. Again, obviously it's still early. Trey could go crazy, continue to average 30 points per game, and he's a shoe in, but it also may not happen. Another interesting thing that I saw was they had Jalen Brown starting and then Jason Tatum's not starting. I don't think that's going to affect car prices or anything of that nature, but it's just kind of interesting to see that happen. Jalen Brown may get some shine, you know, if he continues to play this well. Obviously there's the case of Bradley Bill starting as well. Um, he's been snubbed so many times. So We'll see if he gets to start. You know, obviously he's putting up a lot of points, but they're pretty empty. But yeah, with that being said, definitely recommend you check this out. Um, you can kind of get into the Western Conference as well. I mean, I think that one's kind of obvious to a certain degree. You know, one thing I think that's interesting is they do have Anthony Davis coming off the bench with uh, Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard playing so well. They have Mike Conley potentially making it, Stephen Curry. Uh, yeah, so kind of see who's doing well, who's not doing well. Maybe this is a, a good way to see who you might want to invest in if you're into modern right now. So, yeah, I definitely leave this link down below. Shout out to The Athletic for posting this because 
I love these kind of reads. Moving on to some more news. This one's not necessarily NBA related, but it's another article that I think everybody should read. We've been talking about a lot on this channel. And uh, this one was posted a few days ago by Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And essentially he's talking about uh, the store of value generation, how you know this generation is looking for new store of values and how they may look different. You know, They may not be gold, they may not be silver or metals, they may not be bonds. He talks about how we're not really interested in quarterly earnings. Like that's boring and, and it's too slow. You know, who wants to wait one quarter to figure out what's going on? Um, so yeah, it's just a very interesting read. He gets into collectibles. He mainly talks about digital collectibles in this one. And he talks about how they can be extremely valuable. One of the things that he kind of says is now we are seeing the next step in the in that evolution. He's talking about, you know, collectibles here. What happens when everything is digital? What happens when literally anything digital can be a store of value, including a share of stock? And, you know, basically, he, he's just hyping up the digital collectible space. You know, I don't want to give too much of it away. It's a really long read, but it's it's super, super interesting. It's one of those articles that, like, if you if you have 15 minutes, you need to read this. Because if you don't read it, you may miss out on a huge opportunity. So I'll, I'll leave this down below. Um, one of the things that's really, really cool that that actually got me to, to look at the article and, and that kind of made it kind of viral, at least in my space, was that he had mentioned NBA Top Shot. You can kind of find that, you know, towards towards the middle of the article. Um, he said, with the digital trading moment on NBA Top Shot, as an example, you'll have all the fun, none of the risk, and the value is set by the same laws of supply and demand. I get to enjoy knowing I own a Maxi Kleber dunk moment, obviously trolling, along with knowing the serial number and much more. Some people might complain that I can get the same video on the internet anywhere, anytime and watch it. Well, guess what? I can get that same picture or traditional physical card on the internet and print it out as well. And that doesn't change the value of the card. So simply, basically he's alluding to some of the things that I say, like, hey, you know, you could just print that moment. You can, you know, get a clip on YouTube. And it's like, yeah, I can print the Mona Lisa as well. Doesn't mean that I own the Mona Lisa. You know, a big part of collectibles and, and investing is ego. You know, we want to own the real thing. We don't want the knockoff Jordans. We want the real Jordans. We want the real car. We want the real moment. So, yeah, he talks about NBA Top Shot. He goes a lot deeper into it. So if you guys want to read that, definitely check the description and check this out. Again, just... If you didn't get anything from this episode, it's this article. This this article has to be read. With that being said, one of the cool things from the article is that Mark Cuban announced that he uh he actually sells some digital moments. So for those of you who are kind of familiar with the channel, you know about NBA Top Shot, where you can buy NFTs or digital moments in other places. No, they're not licensed by the NBA, but Mark Cuban released like this uh GIF of him kind of dancing. And, you know, this is where we're going to start getting into the idea of digital moments and influencers creating them. And it's not something that we're going to get into on this channel. I did create an NBA Top Shot channel that I'm slowly rolling out. So we'll probably talk about it more over there, but I'll kind of highlight it here. You can see when Mark Cuban sold this, he was asking like 0.02 ETH, which isn't that much money. And now this same, you know, moment or this same digital asset is going for 11 ETH. So, you know, well over $10,000. So it's pretty crazy how valuable these things can be. Um, and, 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 and what the future potential of them is. So read the article, check out this, uh, you know, digital asset of his on Rarible and, and start to get, you know, into this, even if it's just with a few dollars, guys, I mean, it's just so, so worth it. I sent the email out to everybody who wanted to sign up for the Top Shot newsletter. And again, we'll be going over NBA Top Shot, 
wearable NFTs and all those kind of things over on that channel and that newsletter. So if you want that, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'll get that over to you guys. With that being said, I think this is a good time to segue into NBA Top Shot. Um, not a lot has been going on in the platform. We haven't heard about any crazy sales. Um, one thing that did happen was NBA Top Shot did up the uh, cap on their marketplace. So at one particular point in time, the highest you could sell a moment for was $100,000. Well, they've increased it to $250,000. So we'll start seeing how those people who bought those moments for hundred grand, you know, how they progress. Are they going to flip them? Are they going to hold them? So that's going to be interesting. In terms of um, some big sales, again, not many have happened. Uh, Spicy, who was one of the people who bought the LeBron James moment for $100,000, this was serial number one out of, I think, 59. He recently picked up a Anthony Davis deck the hoops moment, also serial number uh, number one out of 79 for 55000 So not, not quite the $100,000 sale, but fifty-five grand is a ton of money for an AD moment. I mean, you can get AD's top rookie card maybe a few times over for that price point. So that's been pretty interesting. We also saw a LeBron James gold moment. Um, this one's number the 299 from the metallic gold limited edition set sell for $15,000. So this one bums me out because I sold this moment for $675. So to see it selling for 15,000, is just like, wow. You know what I mean? It's just mind boggling to me moment was actually followed up by another uh, moment of this, the same moment, just a different serial number. This one's number the 240 and it's up for $12,000. So we're still seeing some big buys on the platform, but just in terms of like base cards, uh, series one cards, everything's kind of taking a dip. You know, I, at one point, I think I bought some Dante DiVincenzo moments for a dollar. I bought like 40 of them and they, they went up to like 38 bucks and, and, and now they're kind of trending. What are they at right now? Yeah, they're at $21. So they, they lost almost half their value. I know I also picked up a lot of Seth Curry moments just because I really liked uh, the moment. I like how Seth Curry was playing. I like that he's Steph's brother, but he, you know, he's kind of getting his game on. And I, I enjoyed that the moment had Luca in it. It was one of those moments where, you know, it was it was dominated by Luca. I think that could become a thing in the future where we're looking at like, oh, this this one has Luca in it. No different than we look at like you know LeBron James's Kobe's uh, tops Chrome card. So I bought these. I was buying these at like fifty five, sixty dollars, and they've kind of plummeted to thirty four. I've still been picking a few up to kind of dollar cost average because I still like that that, that idea. But yeah, we, we've seen a lot of the moments come down. And, you know, I, I think what's happening is that a lot of people are focusing on challenges and packs. And, you know, once that kind of gets old or once that kind of gets completed, we'll start seeing them come back to, to the moments. I, I think I heard that on a podcast. Somebody pointed out whenever there's a, a pack release or a challenge, then that challenge becomes overvalued. And then when that challenge dies down, then we start seeing that money go back into the secondary market, into base cards and things like that. So definitely we'll be keeping an eye on Top Shot. Again, if you want to be a part of that newsletter, uh, let me know, because I think it's going to be big. You know, I think it still has so much room to grow and I think it's going to be huge. And, and let me tell you why. I'm a big Twitter person. I, I talk about that every episode. And one of the things I see on Twitter and I kind of see with NBA Top Shot's account is, is, is clips. You know, we live in a world full of clips and highlights right now. I don't, I don't think a lot of people talk about that enough. You know, pe people have created companies based off clips and highlights, you know, House of Highlights, for example, like literally created a company just, you know, sharing highlights and 15 second clips. And, and now these clips are just all over Twitter. Like whenever there's a highlight, we instantly see it on Twitter now. If, if LeBron James has a dunk or if somebody gets injured, we go to Twitter to see that 30 second clip. 
And, and now what we're seeing is that NBA Top Shot is, is having some genius marketing. And whenever you see a clip that you like, we're seeing people hashtag NBA Top Shot this. And pretty much what that's saying is, hey, Top Shot, check out this sick moment. You should turn this into a moment, you know? And I can just see that becoming a thing. I can see every time there's a moment that's just like super, you know, crazy. People are going to just say, hey, NBA Top Shot this. And, and, and that's going to create some awareness, some interest. And it, it just makes sense. So, I mean, let's just trade young pass from yesterday to Kevin Herter. Hey, NBA top shot this. That was sick. The way the way Trey turned around, like we're going to be we're, we're going to start getting into these moments. And, and that's kind of how we view basketball. There's so many investors and collectors who literally don't even watch the games. They, they just watch the moments. So when, when you think about it, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. And and just being able to own this seems cool to me. So I, I think it even happened with Devin Booker yesterday. He kind of hit that game winner. And it's just like, hey, NBA top shot this. You know what I mean? So I, I, we'll see where that goes. I think it's definitely a play, but I'm also bullish on the platform, biased, and uh, working with them. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think about that. Moving on to some sports cards news. Not much has changed in, in the game. I mean, we're kind of looking at the same five players right now. Um, I'll talk more about that, you know, at the end of this. But Kevin Durant's tops Chrome is still trending. We're seeing them go for close to $10,000 now. Um, makes sense. I mean, they, they need to go up. LeBron's went up. Jordan cards went up. It only makes sense that everybody else cards go up. That's kind of what my article that I'm dropping today is about. Uh, the Topps Chrome BGS 9.5 still isn't doing that well. We saw a true gem sell for $3,600 and it's just mind boggling to me. You know, over the last month, the Topps Chrome PSA 10 of Kevin Durant has moved 45% in terms of value while the Topps Chrome Kevin Durant BGS 9.5 has not moved at all. You know, they were $3,400 a month ago. One just sold for $3,600. That was a true gem. So we got one card that has, you know, basically moved up 50% in value. And then we have another card that hasn't moved at all. I don't care how you feel about BGS. That just doesn't make sense. You know, um, the value of the card has gone up, you know, not the value of the grade. So the BGS should be going up, even if it's 10%, whatever the case may be. It, it needs to be going up. So, and I think that's super, super interesting. I know BGS isn't sexy right now, but there's no reason why this car also shouldn't be up 45%. I'm not saying it should be the same price as the, the PSA, but it should be moving up. So I, I think that's absurd. And if I'm an investor, man, I'm looking at BGS. I'm looking at BGS because it doesn't make sense. I think sellers are, are selling their cards way too cheap and, and they're going to have to hold, you know, or they're going to have to raise the prices. With that being said, a little bit of update to yesterday's video. We talked about the Topps Chrome Refractor of Kevin Durant, and, and those haven't gone up in terms of value either, but we have seen sellers raise their price. So yesterday, a lot of these cards were at $18,500, and now they're at $24,999. So again, no, no actual price movement on the Kevin Durant Topps Chrome Refractor of BGS 9.5, but every seller had kind of recognized like, okay, well, the PSA is going 50, we probably should be moving our prices up as well. So it'll be interesting to see when somebody actually hits a bend on one of these, because I, I think they're a steal. I'm just going to say, I think they're a steal. Like 25K is an insane amount of money, but the idea that I can buy something for 25K, pay like 500 and try to get it crossed over to a PSA 10 and then make 25K in profit is just insane to me. Like, I know that's not guaranteed or whatever, you know, but just the idea of that is just like, man, if I had this much money, why not? Why not gamble? You know, worst come to worst, I, I lose 500 bucks on the grade and I break even on the card. So I, I think it's a play. If you have the money, I'd be looking into it. 
I want to know what you guys think about that as well. I mean, I'm not here to hype up BGS. I do own some BGS cards. I also own a ton of PSA. I'm not saying that BGS should be worth more because of just like the overall, you know, uh, network of PSA, but that's just insane to me. So yeah, interested in you guys' take on that in the comments. Moving on from Kevin Durant, we also have a Steph Curry card that hit a new all-time high, and that's the PSA 10 Tops Rookie of Stephen Curry. It recently sold for like $12,000, I want to say, via a best offer. Crazy how that card's trending. Um, I love Stephen Curry, as you guys know. He's my favorite player, at least one of them. Um, I just picked this card up in BGS 9.5 grade because... Again, I just think it's a steal. I mean, if PSAs are going 12,000, but I can get the BGS for like three grand or whatever, you know, why not? You know, why, why, why would I not do that? But yeah, shout out to Curry for reaching these new all-time highs. One thing that I'm looking at as an investor, um, when you talk about Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant, it's just a very interesting chart here. So Stephen Curry has no top Chrome cards. There's only 60 graded that are PSA 10. Uh, he has 351 tops rookies. And what you're seeing is, is that his tops rookie is selling for 12,000 and his tops chrome card is selling for 28,000. But if you look at Kevin Durant, he has a nice amount of tops chrome rookies. He has 919 PSA 10 graded uh, tops chrome rookies by PSA. And he's selling for 9,000. But if you look at his 2007 tops, there's only 120 graded and that one's selling for $6,650. Now that's a little confusing if you're listening to this on the podcast, but if you're watching it on YouTube and you can kind of see the chart, and it might make a little more sense. But yeah, what, what I'm wondering is that because Kevin Durant's tops Chrome rookie is so populated and it's so liquid. But when I look at this, one thing that I that I think about is like, man, can Kevin Durant's tops uh, rookie, the 1112 Black Border, uh, PSA 10, can it move up in price? You know, it's kind of being held back by the tops Chrome. Um, there's no reason why this tops 1112 Kevin Durant rookie shouldn't be as much as Stephen Curry's tops, if not more, because it's it's like three times as limited and it's Kevin Durant. You know, he's just as good, just as prolific. So I, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out because it's, it's probably the weirdest situation I've seen. I've never seen a Topps Chrome card that populated and then a Topps base card that rare. You know, it, it, it's, it's just crazy because like in, it, it might be the first time we see a Topps base card sell more than a Topps Chrome card. Like that's the only thing that I, it has to happen, right? It's it's too rare, um, especially in a world where, you know, Stephen Curry and LeBron are, are going for so much. It, it just has to happen. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. If I'm an investor, I'm definitely looking at that 2007, 2008 Topps uh, Black Border PSA 10. Just too rare of a car to pass up on. Last but not least, I do want to talk about the king, LeBron James himself. He had a little scuffle last night, people. People don't like LeBron, man. Like they, they are, they are ready to see LeBron fall. But as most of us say, nothing he can do can really impact his cards at this point. I mean, he would, it would have to be major and horrific, you know, which you know we don't want to happen. But yeah, his top's pristine refractor PSA ten sold for nineteen thousand dollars yesterday. This is the common version, um, which is pretty much like this is like his select concourse to a certain extent. Um, I think another one of these sold for yep $18,900. And I, I kind of slapped my head on this one because this was a car that I was really looking to buy, but I just really didn't want it. I wanted it because it was a LeBron James refractor, but like, I really want the Topps Chrome. I really want the Bowman Chrome. And and this was, so I kind of didn't bite on it. But yeah, it's essentially doubled in price. I put this on Morning Bins back in January 
uh, January 20th, actually, and it was $10,000. And I gave this like beautiful write-up of why I thought this was a great card and, and why I thought it was going to play out. And, and everything that I said is, is definitely, definitely coming true. I mean, this is the cheapest, you know, entry to a LeBron James refractor at $19,000, you know, or at $10,000 two weeks ago. And I think that's something that's going to become very popular here is like, what's the entry point to these things? You know, we, you come into the game, you're brand new. LeBron James tops chrome refractor is hundred grand. Okay. Can't afford that. You know? So if I see a LeBron James refractor at 10,000, that seems like a good entry point. I mean, that's a ton of money, but that seems like a good entry point compared to the hundred thousand, especially like if you're looking to be like a long-term investor. So I think that's going to be something we should be looking at as well. You know, what are the LeBron James cards that are around that five or $10,000 price point? What are the Stephen Curry cards that are around that five or $10,000 price point? That's why I like the tops base card of Kevin Durant. It's around that price point. It's a good entry level for a, a person who's serious about investing, you know, somebody who's looking to get their feet wet and somebody who's looking to get something that's a little on the low end side, but still considered high end in the market. So I thought this tops pristine card was that card. It was a no brainer to me. I knew if you're like trying to get your first LeBron James card, this was going to be the one that you went for because you get the refractor, you get the serial number, you get the uh, PSA 10, you get the, you get the, the, the rarity of it. And it just made sense. So super cool to see these double. I think they're going to keep trending. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this car was 25,000 by the end of the month. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if you want to read this, Morning Ben's article, it's obviously dated and you can't get it for $10,000 anymore, but I'll, I'll still leave the link in the description so you guys can at least check it out and see what the analysis was. Now, one thing we want to look at as well is this top pristine base card of LeBron James. These were about $2,000 about two weeks ago, so they also moved up you know, a, a significant amount of money, almost a 2x. Um, I, think, I think if you can get these at like $2,800, 2500 I think it's still an okay buy. I think there's some room to grow on that. I think these could easily be, you know, four or five grand, especially with the Bowman Chrome kind of going up. So interesting play as well with the tops pristine. I'm interested to know what you guys think about that. Again, talk about those barrier to entries. This is the lowest priced Chrome card of LeBron that you can get. And it's low by a significant amount of money. I mean, we're talking a 10X. A tops Chrome right now will run you $35,000. Or you can get this Tops Pristine that's just as shiny, just as cool looking for $3,500. Like that, again, if you're a new investor, you're going to go at the Tops Pristine for the most part. You know, Tops Chrome is going to be reserved for the high-end people, for the pe people who are super confident. If you're new, you're just getting your feet wet. This is where you're going to want to be at. And that's always interesting for me as somebody who's looking to flip these cards. Hey, this is going to be the lowest barrier to entry. Let me grab 10 of these. I'll buy them at $3,500. I'll sell them at $4,200. Boom, I just made a nice amount of money. So that's kind of where I'm looking at right now for quick flips. I'm still doing some research. I'll still keep you guys posted. I mean, I basically have an overall idea of what I think is going to happen with the market. You know, I think the, the buzz of, of, of sports cars and investing and story values and things of that nature started off in 2018, 19, and then it just made its way back. 2019 blew up. So we started looking at 2718. Then we started looking at, you know, 2012, like, ah, well, if, 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 if Luca and Trey and, Jason Tatum are these price points, then, then AD and people who have accomplished things are still. So we blew up 2012 and then we went back and we were like, hey, well, if, if, if you know, Trey and Luca and Kawhi and all these guys are going up, then we need to start buying Steph Curry. Well, if we're buying Steph Curry, well, then we got to buy Durant. Well, if we're buying Durant, then LeBron needs to be higher. Well, if LeBron's high, then Jordan should be the GOAT and, and so on and so forth. And we, we started off in 2018. We made money. 
And then we went back and started buying up all these other cards. And I, I, th- I think what's going to happen is that these cards are just going to get so expensive that it's just going to reset itself again. You know, once LeBron James tops Chrome gets to 100,000 and Michael Jordan's rookie gets to a million, well, then Luke is going to seem undervalued again. Then it's going to be like, oh, man, well, if LeBron's 100,000 and Luca's only 1,000, there's so much more room for growth for Luca. And then, you know, we go by Luca and then it just keeps rotating and, and we keep going through these cycles. So again, if you guys, you know, want to hear more about my thoughts and, and where I'm kind of at in the market right now, definitely sign up for the High Upside Show newsletter. It's free. I'm going to be dropping an article today talking about why Michael Jordan's 1986 Fleer rookie sale just changes everything about the hobby. And we're going to be talking about these market cycles and kind of how I see things playing out. So definitely sign up for that. Head up to highupsideshow.com, enter in your email address, and I'll make sure you guys get that newsletter. And it's going to be dropping this afternoon. But yeah, that's it for this one, guys. Kind of a long episode, kind of a mixed up episode. Let me know what you guys think about the analysis, about the market. And let me know what you're doing right now. Are you buying vintage? Are you buying modern? Are you into digital? Or are you sitting on the sidelines and just seeing how things play out? Let me know in the comments. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Happy investing. Thank you.